Welcome to Strongest on the Field Radio, where we aim to educate youth athletes, sports coaches, strength coaches, and parents on sports performance. the same i'm just in the left side and you have to be lefty it's because of how ghetto our system is it was only meant for one mic yes you know i it. apologize it's all good oh all right welcome back to strongest on the field radio this is Juan g i went a little rogue today uh ronnie and chris and i talked about hey if you guys have any opportunities you know what just slang some content so you might from here on out hear us talking uh, by ourselves or having a conversation by ourselves but we thought the thought process was if there's an opportunity to share some moments let's go for it ronnie i think is going to be out um a couple weekends i know he's going to the national strength and conditioning uh seminar in or not seminar conference in las vegas and then i forgot about chris but we have some pretty good upcoming guest coming up hopefully some good conversations next to me you want to introduce yourself uh i would like to do that my name is bam Fredette. did do you think sorry the name kind of went with your personality from the start um if you so didn't hear his name bam like bam bam like think flintstones yeah, yeah. that's what everyone thinks right we got to describe you a little bit shaved head on the sides long hair on top long hair mohawk long hair mohawk um very unique personality unique and New York energy. Yeah. Um, Very much my own. We've kind of linked up. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Sorry. Go, keep going. <laughs> uh, actually, the name Bam is not my technical name, my legal name. My real name is Matthew. Well, give, give goddamn. But you should <laughs> it's not a name that I, I, I possess or that I call my own. Bam but is who I am. The, this is like the Muhammad thing, right? What is that? Muhammad Ali. Uh, I don't. That's I'm my slave like, name. Uh, so he would say hey, whatever his real name. Like that's my slave name. That's the name that was given to me. This is the name that uh, represents who I am, what I am. Exactly. Um, so when I was 15, I started training in jujitsu and mixed martial arts, and my professor in the gym that kind of raised me as a man gave me the name Bam, and so it means and it has more gravity to myself than the name Matthew does that my parents gave me before I was even born. The gym kind of saw who I was. And that's how you got named. And that's how I, I fucking became Bam. So uh, a little background. Like, who, why are we having this conversation, right? Uh, I, we recently, Bam and I, attended and are attending a coaching education week by StrongFit Julian no, and Richard. What's Richard's last name? Do you know? Asivis. Asivis. Uh, they are strength and conditioning coaches. Uh, there's probably a better way to describe them. Um, Mo- movement specialist. Movement specialist. Yeah. Uh, so we both gravitated to wanting to get better, so we ended up in this environment to where we met 
like-minded people also in efforts for us to get better so that we can help more people. Uh, those guys have been training for a long time, so it's awesome to always learn through the experiences of people who have already been there, right? It's always the thing of, like, let's skip all the mistakes that we've done in the past so that we can get better. So you don't have to go through a lot of them, right? There's still a lot of learning that goes through mistakes. Anyways, during the seminar, we have had some conversations and we connected. It's, I think, a, a rare thing that happens less than more where you connect at the same similar energy or same energy level with another person. Um, so... We wanted to have this conversation, uh, I think, about mental toughness, how to develop that, um, and how that kind of transfers to different parts of your life. Uh, obviously, we want, want to refer back to uh, how to help youth athletes right. and mentally prep them to get to the highest level that they're going to get to. Right. So I think a, a good way to kind of expound upon this topic of mental toughness that we can kind of sum up to this phrase that Julian said, and then I added the reverse. Mental toughness is when you want what you need. And mental weakness is when you need what you really want. So it's like the question is then, how can I make myself live daily to where I want what I need? Mentally, spiritually, physically, all of these things. Not just what I crave or desire, but what I actually need to be the v best version of right, myself. If you only develop one side, you're going to collapse what Julian calls the arch. So you need to try to get that arch as high as you can, or th in other terms, the, the end of the spectrum. Like you're going to go too far to one side of the spectrum. You need to be balanced in order to be the best uh, person that you can develop to be yeah i mean to me it's just all about being your most authentic self and that's kind of underlying something i try to strive daily for i mean the name carrying the name bam it you doesn't have to be about some shit you got to be about some shit and you got to <laughs> know what the fuck you're about and you got to own it and yeah. it took me and it is a constant journey but i did not have mental toughness at all when i was younger why do you say that, and can you share some of the experiences of why you say that? So let's let's just kind of go through the journey of your your fitness journey, so fighting at a young age. Why did you get into fight fighting, and why did you gravitate towards that? So fighting was not the first thing that I tried. It was actually uh, basketball. When and then, well, sorry, bro, we're the same height. So <laughs> that is, we're both five six, bad attitude, idea. six four. Basketball and football. I wasn't Sorry, even fifth, sixth string, bro. I was. We're too little. I was, it was. Um, hey, this kid needs his play time, so send him out to so the field. E.T. I'm so E.T. E.T. Meaning, long story short. How would you describe this for someone that to help them understand? In, in introvert or extrovert? I would say that it's like it's a lot. Hey. Extroverted, but it's more personality, high energy, explosive, and so that could be explosive, verbally extroverted or think athletically. An extern or uh, an extrovert has to be explosive, but and not necessarily, but mostly happens. I guess there's rare occasions when someone comes into the room 
and they, you can feel their presence. and you can feel some shit. Oh shit! You're like you, that's probably somebody that's, that's ET. They probably want to lift some heavy weights and slam that shit and start so yelling. So for those of you that are listening, when we refer to ET and IT, think of it kind of on the level of extrovert or in, introvert. So, anyways, <laughs> I I think I did not develop into my ET for a while. I started out playing football. Started out playing basketball, and to be honest. I did not know how to move my body. I was not athletic. I was extremely small. I was always the smallest on the field, smallest on the court. And because of that, coaches disregarded me. Players, my, everyone disregarded me. I would try. That would I, frustrate you? It would put me in a hole. I would put my head in a hole to where I would be so afraid to mess up, so afraid to look dumb that I could not perform. I was so caught up in my head. So those years where... I played youth football, and I was one of the only white guys on the team. And I would show up to practice every day, and I would get hit. And the game was, yo, let's see how far we can hit this little white dude and, see, and send him flying. You got to let everyone know where you're from. So <laughs> I was fucking the butt end of, of the stick for a while. And I thought. Where are you from, though? Where am I from? Yeah, that's a where am I repping? No, yeah, well, yeah. Where were you born? Where, when you when people ask you where you from, what do you say? Palmdale. Palmdale. Up, Palmdale. What's up? I mean, yeah, Palmdale. I'm from Santana. Santana. So I went on this journey of trying to do athletics and failing so miserably on the field, um, in training, on the court, and so because you would always get smashed, you didn't develop. You're saying any mental toughness. I didn't have it. I didn't understand how to do mental grit. So, for example, it's um, I'm in sixth grade. It's towards the end of the season for my second year playing youth football. Uh, they put me as safety, you know, and they're, these coaches are trying to develop me. They have the wide receiver run a quick five steps in and a short slant cut towards me as a safety. Passing to the wide receiver, they told the D-back, everyone, do not go attack that wide receiver. Okay. Let this kid go fuck this dude up. He wanted me to run full speed into my friend and smash him and tackle that, him. That was his way of developing that mental was, toughness? That was my coach's chance. Attempt. He, he, did, he did it. He played the, the play once. I went and tried to swat the ball. He's like, no, nah, dude, you got to hit this guy. He played it again. I did the same thing. Did, he played it again. Did mentally, did you want to do it and you couldn't do it? Fuck or? no. I didn't want to hurt my friend. I didn't understand. I was like, why Why am I going to like have to hurt this friend? The object is to not get the ball across the field. Why do I have to smash this dude into the ground? Why can't I just hit the ball out of his hands? Or hit it before it hits his hands? You know, Or intercept the ball? So I didn't have a concept of how to move my body, how to be aggressive, or the purpose. I had zero purpose behind my movement. And... Worse than that, there was a lack of confidence and ability. My body was, I was so small. Freshman year in high school, 5'2", 115 pounds. Did your coaches try to do anything else besides physically make you mentally tough? Like, wouldn't the route try to be before, like, verbal talking, try to get you into a mindset and visualize the task, or was that like not even a no, concept? It was more like forceful. Like, listen, son, you're going to hit this kid as hard as you can. 
Do you think if it went the other way, you would have maybe gotten more out of it? In like, hey, this is sport. This is basically war. It's it's a controlled environment of war. Mm-hmm. You're a warrior. I need you to go kill. Yeah. Um, if they would have shown me that, I think there would have been definitely ways to do that. But I may have just been that person that could not have done that on the field in a team setting because I was such low rung that coaches had trouble focusing on me. So when I left football my freshman year of high school, I had to find something else to do because I couldn't go to sleep at night. I would have to hit my head against the wall because I had had no outlet. So much energy. Do you have any siblings? Three brothers. Where are you on the the third youngest? Huh. And still no mental toughness, even though... We would fight all the time, me and my brothers. So were you mentally tough? Within your home? Within my home, yeah. But I didn't, like, when there was a time to fight, if there was a purpose, I would do it. I would step up. But I didn't find a purpose on the field. You need a why to to go. I need a why. And that is so important to me. All right, so ended football. I'm guessing this is where you're transferring over to an individual sport to where maybe you, as a youth athlete, needed more individual attention. Versus a, a group setting. Like everyone develops at a different stage in their life. I would say physically I developed fast and then personally. But I think yours is a little different to where you needed your own time and place to build. So I'm guessing individual stuff has been more successful for you. Yeah, and specifically jujitsu and fighting arts because of how personal it is. When I was on the field, there was slack. I, it was not all on me. The responsibility when you're fighting someone is all on you. If you get choked out, you did something wrong. Or there's it's something you did. You're, you're the only person to blame. So going and coming back to jujitsu every day, even though I was getting smashed, I was getting tapped out by people just laying on top of my face because I was so tiny. But I kept coming back every day, learning how to survive. And I found out, like, oh, shit, maybe I'm going to get armbarred, choked, tapped out five times in this five-minute match with this dude who's twice my size. I'm going to make him work fucking hard for that. And he's not going to want to roll with me after that. And that's how I'm going to win. That's how I'm going to survive. And so I learned how to survive in these. So you kind of flipped the switch of, like, Okay, I may not physically be there, but so if I can't go to that side of that spectrum, then let me mentally go there. Yeah. And for me, the example is that's why I think when I was younger, I was good at running because I know if I was hurting, the people next to me or behind me or whatever were hurting also, and I'm going to hurt longer than you can. And that's how I'm I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. That's that was my mentality, individual sports or when it's up up to me. But I've always gravitated towards team sports. Yeah, uh, I think that's a personality type. Like I like I like system. I like structure. Like I am a defensive player, so that's all structure. There's no individual flow where it's like, yo, let me just risk something. I'm like, nah. So it's hard. So we've been talking about in my IT or ET. And I'm like, I like structure. I like it to be planned. 
but I don't. It just keeps going. Well, structure and plan stuff. That sounds like task oriented to me. Very task oriented. So that's et. Yeah. So flow is non task oriented. So like a jujitsu role. That's very flow. flow. So maybe that's so where I can't chill. <laughs> I can't chill. But we got to learn. So th- I think the biggest question, though, is so I went through this journey of trying to find athleticism. I never thought I was an athlete until I started grappling and then found out that I could start, you know, after after a year, two years, I started choking people out there twice my size. I was like, holy I shit. I figured something out. What the fuck? Maybe I am an athlete. And then I started to gain confidence and blah, 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 blah. But the question is, like, how can someone that was in my position, because now I'm a strength coach. Yeah. And my heart is for those kids that were in my position. Those men, yeah. women today right now that do not have mental toughness, grit it, to it make what they want. less about, hey, how are we going to squat? And more about the approach to the actual training. The, the movements are irrelevant when you get to a certain point. Like, yeah, okay, we understand we're going to squat, but... What is the approach the night before or, or training? I just say squat because of training. Um, what is the uh, mental approach before training? I can easily show up to the gym, still squat, I still kill my squat, but mentally uh, how I prepare, I think, is what makes the difference over a long period of time and when it comes down to competition. Yeah, you can grapple and you can be good, but mentally going there... Um, and by going there, I mean like being able to turn on and off the kill switch is going to be more beneficial to you in competition. Um, like that's why I think we see fighters, like uh, whether different types of fighters, but most of the time, like being cocky. But that's because like the mindset, mindset they have to be in and the tasks that they have to accomplish. Right? So. Now that you're in the position that you are, how do you go about teaching mental toughness to people that you mentor or coach? It's always 100% about the why. Yeah. Why the fuck did you show up today? Why are you here? So I have... If I you really have the like wrong reasons, to just go home. And you can feel their energy yeah. as soon as they get there. And some people don't know. Some people are doing MMA, jiu-jitsu, CrossFit, because they want to look a certain way or they want a certain appeal or acceptance from the people around them. But that is a very superficial way to go about your training. And it doesn't last long. It doesn't last long. At all. And if you go to competition and you fail, you're going to hate yourself. Because but you were already going to fail to start with. Yeah, you you already set up to fail. Yeah. So I have the, the conversation with my friends, with my clients, with myself constantly. Why are you doing this? So, for instance, we woke up. I, I woke up at 3 this morning. <laughs> you picked me up at fucking 3.50. Did I want to do that? No. Why did I do that? Because, number one, it's an opportunity to train with you. Number two, it's like, hey, are you willing? Are, do you have the mental grit enough to get up, to go to the gym, and just move your body and do something kind of difficult? Yeah. And just that simple question, do you have that capacity? And a lot of people don't ask themselves, can I do this? Do I want to do this, and why would I do it? So when you ask somebody, why do you do CrossFit? Why do you want to compete? Why do you want to lift this heaviness? Well, because I want my squat to be this much. Why? Well, because I want to be strong. Why do you want to be strong? Well, because I want to take care of my kids. 
you know? Yeah. And that's what you start to get deeper and deeper and deeper. Just so universal truths. What you've described is a beautiful thing that has been happening to me, especially with uh, women in that they start training and they know training is good for them. And initially they want weight loss. But over time, as their numbers go up, right, because the thing that I provide for them is strength physically. Once their numbers go up, they discover this, like, new truth of, like, dude, there's feedback in training. And I feel uh, like I can do stuff on my own because there's always this thing that's socially, oh, we need a man in our life to help us with lifting things and doing stuff for us but it's changed to where they get super excited and like yo my squat has gone up 50 pounds i feel so strong i feel so much better my self-confidence is up i i can do stuff i've never been able to do and i'm no longer in pain hi harriet to me that's my favorite right like when they discover like i weigh more but i look better Mm -hmm. and i squat and I am so excited when I go to the gym. Wow, what are we lifting today? I'm like, yes, your mindset has changed. And there's, I think there's different levels of mental toughness in where, like, I like uh, coaching people on developing mental toughness when they're in their set. When it's three heavy reps, two heavy reps, one heavy rep, you have to mentally be there. Otherwise, you're not going to make it, slash, you're going to die, right? Like, I think that's why I get such a high and and and, and able to wake up early every damn day because I have had a lot of time under the bar squatting. And every little tiny micro dosage of you need to mentally be there has helped me with a longer picture yeah. of it. It's like strength. Mental toughness is something that you can slowly build up to. and. Like the voices in our head. We say something to ourselves, or we constantly have this communication with one, two, three, four people in our head that this is the same person. This and is dumb. You're slow. It's dumb. Too lazy. Yes. You uh, can't. I don't do agree this. with this person. You can't do this. That other person is stronger than me. The other person is smarter. The other person is taller. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's why a gym setting is so beautiful because you can take somebody who has listened to that voice their entire life. And, and then you're like, it off. And you're like, hey, I want you to squat this. And they're like, there's no way I can do that. And you're like, are you sure? And you know they can do it. Yeah. And you're like, let's just try it. Come on. They make it. They make it and they're like, holy shit. Dude, opens up doors. They're like, if I 100% believed in my heart that I could not do that five seconds ago, and I just did that, what other things in my life do what I believe? What am I believe? capable of? Yeah. What am I capable of now? And so you just open so many doors of possibilities. I like how there's been a shift in that before people who were gym rats and all muscular uh, seemed dumb and like soft and not knowledgeable but now it's coming out a lot more that like dude all these people who are strong are usually also very bright strong willed people. They're strong because Mentally, they can go to that place. Um, and I like teaching through that. Like Everything before this has led up to how I 
coach and go about my life, you know? Um, I forgot where I wanted to go with this. So let me just talk about, let's say, what are the different ways that you personally practice mental toughness, try and gain that, and how do you instill that? For myself, it's the till-you-quit workouts. They're so important for me to, hey, I'm going to take this sled, and I'm going to push it as far as I can. I'm just going to see as far as I can. And then the next week, I'm going to be like, okay, I went here. Let me just go a little bit further. And it's a mental battle, you know. So How you much think can I do? There's different. Uh, so with that, that would be like mental toughness, endurance. Yeah. Right. So there's like, can you do it over a long period of time, or can you make a hard decision? Just one hard decision, right? One hard rep uh, at any given point in the day. So like. What would be a good example? I don't like so somebody says something to you that you don't necessarily agree with, or they. So that would be a one rep thing. A one rep, like holding yourself. Not if someone says like something disrespectful to you, you could easily brush it off your shoulder, or you. I I wouldn't say easy. You could easily go the other way. You can be like, uh, depending on who you are. Yeah. Let's say punch them in the face. Your significant other. You have to have a hard conversation with something about them, and you know it's going to cause a rift between you guys. It's easier to just pretend to be normal, but this thing is bugging you, and you want to talk about it. You want to tell them, but you know it's going to be a hard conversation. There might be some yelling, some tears, and you're like, "I don't want to bring this up." But then you're like, "You know what? This is true." If you're bam some wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true, some wrestling. You should wrestle with your partner. It's way easier to talk after that. My, yeah, I don't think my wife has a chance against me. <laughs> I'm a hundred pounds heavier than she is. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of weight. But that's that's an, an instance, and that's something that not a lot of people are, are willing to do. I'm gonna have this hard conversation right now. Maybe it's with your son or your best friend. Yeah. Look, what are you doing with your life? What am I doing with my life? I fucked up. That's a hard conversation. That's a one rep. Yeah. But doing something like, I'm going to go to school for two years so that I can get a long degree. mental toughness. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, I was talking to somebody yesterday. He's, he has a job working at a restaurant in the morning, drives Uber until 8 at night, and then, and then does school on top of that. That's why you have to have a why. Like, the only reason I can see why I'm able to have such long days, we talked about this, is... Like, I have such a big why. Like, Lucas, we don't have a house yet, man. My wife gets out. Madam, do we? Ha- do you have a house? No. I'm, a, I'm trying to do some stuff. Not that that's the point, but, like, the house being moving forward, becoming a better person, becoming a better coach. The Stability, house is like feedback that I'm going in the right, right direction. Um Right, it's not necessarily the material thing, which is also nice. Like it's a reward for your hard work, uh, but it's just the feedback that hey, what it represents, what it represents. Like you said, stability. Let's do a hypothetical. You talked about it. We talked about my son and like how that's awesome. So, is there anything that you can maybe think of, or how you would maybe guide your child into? developing mental toughness. I'm obviously biased into like 
gonna put you in sports. I want you to lose. I want you to win. I want you to feel contrast. Uh, I'm gonna put you in some tough situations, just enough to slightly break you, but that you can learn from. I like I <laughs> sounds messed up. Would want my son to go to the same boot camp that I went to. That was a huge learning one. I think everyone should do boot camp and not necessarily be, this gets probably political, but that experience and being in that environment teaches you a lot about yourself. Being alone in your head and not talking for any, to anyone for eight, ten hours a day, dude, you run out of things to talk about. And you're like, oh, why am I here? This is dumb. But then, like, when I was in boot camp, I started thinking about, yo, I'm here so that people can s- literally sleep at home and in the United States do whatever they want. We could do this fitness thing outside, get tan in Venice Beach in L.A., beautiful weather because there's people out there flexing. Like, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. There's some countries, where regardless of what you think about politics and blah, 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 but we get to do this and, and be able to do a podcast because there's fools out there that have killed and been been killed for our freedom. So it's sorry. next level. Is there anything that you can think of now? Like, hey, I would love to have my child go through this. Or is there a certain way that you would teach for them to develop? I would definitely say there's two main things when I look back on my growth as a person and especially as a man. The first one would be the constant conversation from an early age that I wish I started was who do you want to be? And not many people have that. It's like, what do you want to do? I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a soccer player. I want to be this. Is it hard though, like when you're super young? Or is it just opening up the conversation? It's open up the conversation. It's a conversation you can always revisit and always modify, always tweak. I want to be like this. These are things that I am, but I think our core values and who we are as a person, we're kind of there already. It's kind of there. We've had this. We talked about, oh, we uh, fought and did EMT stuff and have gone through this big loop, and it's all come back to, oh, I like training and coaching. Yeah, like (laughs) I like for me. It's helping people. Yeah. I, I started working as a lifeguard. I joined the ambulance, worked as an EMT, doing 911 stuff, and I just wanted to help people. And but it's already too late at that point. It's too late. It's way too it's late. It's too late, man. Let me save you before you I get did, here. I did a lot of good. Yeah. But I also did a lot of harm to myself. And yeah. I realized that I wasn't doing enough good to satisfy who I was as a person. Yeah. So I would like to have that conversation with anyone especially my sons and daughters. Who do you want to be? Danny, what's up, bro? What up, Danny? What's up? And the second thing would be leading by example, which is so important. Yo, son, daughter, friends, you know, members of the gym. It's not what you say at all. It doesn't matter what comes out of your mouth. Look at what I'm doing. Yeah. And then leading by example of how mentally tough you can be. One of my best friends his dad hiked and trekked across like antarctica or something like that and he'd always talk about it and he was one of the hardest motherfuckers but he'd always reference his father 
than what his father was able to do and how tough he was. And so I think when we, even if you don't have a father, a mother, a friend, go out and look for those people that you admire, that you're like, this is someone that is pushing hard. Watch some movies. Watch some movies, dude. Rocky Balboa, what's up? People love movies like that. How would those get so amped? <laughs> Bro, military movies, I get so amped. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's also a, yeah, lead by example, but like if I never fail or crash, like what expectations that sets for everyone else around me slash my own son, like. I need you to also see that you're going to break and that is okay. But how are you going to rebuild and get better and not break at that same point again? Hmm. It's huge, right? Like if, yeah, I can get up early most of the time, but I also need a break. I get tired. You need to, I think there's a balance, especially if you are, um, coaching slash mentoring, being a role model of like, hey, there's also downtimes. It's not going to be all, not unbreakable. You're human. Right. And that's what's difficult for a lot of people that are on this journey. I want to be, let's say, like an MMA fighter. And you'll see somebody that says, I want to be an MMA fighter. And they make that their entire identity. And then they go to a fight. And they lose. And they and lose. they don't know who they are anymore. They don't know and who they, they are. get crushed. You got to take the lessons that you learned from those minutes, seconds, fighting, being under someone's fucking foot, <laughs> and take those and apply it either to become a better fighter or whatever your next path is. Well, I think that's the conversation is like, look, your identity is wrapped up in winning. And being a winning MMA fighter, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Instead, your identity can be, I am a fighter. I am an athlete. And a fighter... Mentally, you're saying. Mentally. This is who I I am. And so being a fighter, winning and losing is part of the picture. And you understand that. And so you can learn the lessons. But when when you are tied to performance... You, it's really hard to take the lessons of losing, yeah. to take the lessons of loss and failure and apply them. Instead, you take them as an ego blast, as a diminish of yourself. I think it's uh, helpful. I know we're talking like fighting a lot, but having that coach to give you feedback and have that conversation because if you're just on your own, it's difficult to talk to your own little voice in your head versus externally having a conversation. Like having someone guide you, especially if you're not experienced and if you're young. Yes, like but at the end of the day, it's up to when you. you're in your bed, even if you're next to your wife, your husband, you are the only person that goes to bed with your own regrets. Yeah. So you got to make peace with your own self. And you, that's why you have to be so strong in who you are and what you want and what you need. I, tr- I well... I am at peace with my regrets, but I use that fuel as helping me with my own gas tank of mental toughness. Mm. Like, there's certain things like, damn, I wish I would have, I regret quitting or I regret not following that path, kind of. What are some things you, you quitting l- l- soccer? Quitting soccer. 
Why, why did you quit? Military stuff. Like, oh, I, I can see myself doing good at that. Well, Too so immature. I don't think I had the, the mental capacity yet. If I was a little bit more mature, I'm like, oh, I, I think I would be there. How old were you when you when you quit? <laughs> Early twenties. <laughs> but I'm still not that old, so I'm like, dude, I still have so much to go. Yeah, which is awesome. All right, we kind of have to wrap up. I know we slammed on this, but this would be awesome conversation to keep going. At least, hopefully, we stirred up some thoughts. Shout out to uh, Julian and Richard. Uh, we'll probably have to go into more detail about this, but I think some of the workouts that we've been talking about um, goes hand in hand with this, like the till you quit workouts versus uh, task oriented workouts. And that uh, I think there's more to it than what physically happens. And what we're trying to get at is like training develops this other mental capacity thing, which I think is awesome. And if we can teach that early on, um, and if we can teach not necessarily, and if we can teach that in general as coaches and make some sort of difference in people's lives to where they can have mental capacity, mental endurance, both long period of time and be able to help them make short-term decisions that are impactful for their life, then there's some win. And if we can get them to teach other and continue the wave, it'd be awesome. Sick. Represent. Any shout-outs? No. Where can we shout follow out, you? Shout-out shout to, out to Four Sigmatic. To four Sigmatic Mushroom C4. Coffee. Um, C4. Where can people follow you? Uh, Instagram. Bam the third. Bam the third. Bam the third. All right. Thank you, folks, for listening. Hopefully got some uh, something out of it. You can follow me at JL Guadarrama. Questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at radio at deuceathletics.com. Bye. Bye.